0: So, welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley, and still joined by Shane Ambrose on the other end of the Skyplan. Last week, listeners might remember, we introduced um, uh, listeners to the Parish Conversations, which was a part of the Morris programme um, that we all witnessed in our parishes over the last few months. And last week, I think we had about 10 people, and they introduced themselves. So this week, those same people are going to speak to us um, on on their vision of family. And again, this is taken from a video that we all witnessed in our parish, those of us that attended quite a few months ago. Let's listen to this, and then we might just have a little bit of, um, just a few comments on it. But first of all, let's listen to
1: it. My dream is to have a big family here in Ireland. Yeah, because I have six children. The sixty children maybe will be married uh, by the white people, maybe Irish people, Poland people. And then now my family will be mixed. I hope I hope to, to have a big family here in Ireland. I hope to have many, many grandchildren. My dream it is my children to have a good education here. And I hope they will do because of my first son he's now in the university. i hope he will will be well and he will be he will help me when i in the future
0: so this next person uh, that speaks is uh, actually damien o'reilly the disabled person we, uh, we were introduced to last week and damien says to us this week I'd like to be in a relationship, he says, and I suppose, unlike everyone else, to have children down the road. I suppose if I want to be honest, and if you have a disability, it can be a turn off. But I would like a relationship down the road, nonetheless.
2: Well, what's important for me, I suppose, the, I mean, I the, was the first thing is that my family are happy. Mm. Uh, that they, um, I suppose, try to live their dreams. Again, I was supposed to put it in one sentence, is that they live and fulfill their dreams. That's that my uh, ideal for family. I think a lot, a lot of families, there might be love, there might be care, but sometimes the sharing isn't there. And... I'm, I'm not 100% sure that is the sharing not there because there's a feeling maybe uh, within some members of the family that maybe the love isn't there. I suppose then again, is there a difference between a successful family and the ideal family? Uh, Depends on how you measure success. To me, a successful family is a family where... that I suppose, are united, they are... Um, as I say, sharing. I mean, someone else might uh, consider a, a successful family is um, a family where everyone has achieved, has had major achievements. I don't see a major achievement as, as being an indicator of success in life. Um, it may be a, a success in one aspect. It means more, I think, to... I suppose achieve, uh, particularly in family, a sense of unity, a sense of, um, and I keep going back to the caring and sharing because that's, that to me is, um, it's very important. It's extremely important.
3: For me, a family, the ultimate component. I would feel that makes it is love and care. Um, But love, you know, again, that word can be very much thrown around. But yes, what is love and care for for a family? It can be from the point of view of maybe having to look after either a small child, a a child who would be ill, an aging parent or a parent who could be ill. It could be a, a spouse. It could be various different things and that you can love somebody but that may not actually support you in your caring day-to-day of them that's a different element you know I, I would feel anyway and a family for me is where all of those components are pulled together and that that person feels loved and cared for in all aspects of their lives you know now it may not always be a very positive experience because sometimes it can be difficult for either the person if somebody is sick for example and they have to be cared for then their their inability to be independent and that can be very challenging for them equally for the carer it can be very challenging that they have to look after them you know but for me that's that's family you know when somebody is there and they may not be dna related but they have that love and that caring and and that looking out for that person.
4: My dream within my own family life, recently married, and um, John and I, my husband, uh, we have a very good, um, faithful relationship. Um, We're very good together. Um, I was a little bit older getting married, uh, so I was 45 getting married. And I remember uh, when we were preparing for the ceremony, our sacrament, and we were preparing our mass booklets. Um, we sat down and discussed whether or not we would leave in the booklet and in the in the ceremony were we willing to accept the children that God may send us. And obviously I'm very aware of that biological clock is tick, tick, ticking away. Uh, but we decided to, to leave it there. We decided it was relevant. The understanding we came to was that God can provide those children in many different ways. It may not be biologically, but maybe it might be through the, the realm of fostering or adoption. And that within our relationship, within our marriage, we do see children, uh, however they may come. And I suppose we trust in that. Um, also, through my work and my husband's work, we see the need. And we, we, we encounter a lot of children who need love and need structure. So I suppose the dream for my family unit is that children will become a part of it, however they get there, however they show up. Because if we can share some of the love and trust and respect and understanding that we have for each other, and we can pass that down to uh, a child or children, we'd be very blessed to do so. And we we like to consider that we will do so. My dream in life will be to See my family grow, and no matter what their decisions are, I'd be there you know, to back them on. Because in a family, you would have to like decide whether to go with your family or not. Like, if their decision was bad, you kind of decide that you have to kind of accept it because our generations are changing, like, for what way families are and relationships between people. When I grow up and I get married. I wanted to be bonded from the Catholic Church as I grew up, to be in that faith, like to pass it on to my generation, So to still keep the Catholic faith going on, so it would be
5: on for generations. My hopes and dreams for my family are that they have been coping very well so far, and I really hope that they will continue to look after their health and my deep feeling is that life the way it is one never knows what's going to happen next and that they will be able to cope with whatever, they'll have the strength to cope with whatever life sends them along the way and I think When people, you know, um, acknowledge the sorrows in their life, they, they can proceed with their life in joy. So I'm hoping that's the way they'll proceed with their life. And I'm hoping that myself, with my example of my own faith, and sometimes sharing a story with them, maybe a little bit from a homily, but not in a preachy way, that somewhere down the road, you know, that they will learn and get to know the God that I know, the presence that I know, and the sense of spirit that I have in my life. But it doesn't really worry me because it took me a long time to get there and I know they're fundamentally good people as they are and they're okay as they are and God willing all these things will come to pass
6: Through every we can I think to, to renew the, the, the sense in people of the importance of marriage a good marriage where people love each other and help each other and support each other and pray together and practice their faith together so then they can provide a secure, loving environment a secure, loving, compassionate faithful environment for the children that's the best gift we can give to children that's what children need most of all that's what can give them um, healing and love and consolation and security a sense of well-being a sense of meaning a sense of belonging so th- this work of, 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 for families is the most important work that the whole world can do and the Pope sees that and that's why he's so much uh, putting so much emphasis on, on the renewal of family life renewal of marriage and renewal of family life the reality is this terrible suffering among our children adults are suffering too maybe many adults are suffering because they didn't get a uh, good family life when they were growing up they, and 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 people know it but they uh, but also we know there's a path to um what the pope is saying there's a path to a new life here for you as the parents and a path and and then so we can give that new life to children and the path to healing to consolation to strength to To uh, new new life for parents is find find Jesus in your life, get close to Him, renew your love for Him, let Him into your life.
0: So that was a recording of one of the videos that we heard as part of the parish conversations held in the various parishes over the last few months. Not too sure if you got a few thoughts yourself there, Shane, but I'd just like to share just one or two of them for myself. From what I, mm. I took from, the, from those various um, conversations was there was eight different people with eight different experiences. And that, that's the first thing that I had to learn. It's not all about my experience. There's other people out there who have their challenges and experiences. The first person, um, his name is Tutu. He's a refugee from Tanzania. And he, he's so glad to be able to be allowed to, to come into this country. But his vision of a family is he wants a big family. Uh, one of his children at the moment is at university and he's hoping that uh, as his children get educated they'll be able to take care of him as he grows on in life the second person uh, there was a disabled person Damien and, and again challenging I mean he says you know that he'd like to be in a relationship and I suppose he said if you have a disability it's a turn off We have our challenges too, to be able to accompany people like Damien and people like Tutu on their ways through their various challenges. I like Bob's idea too. Bob's idea was, that was the third person who spoke to us, and he said his idea, and few people think this idea of a successful family Mm -hmm. is those people who have achieved things. But as far as he's concerned, the most important indicator of success in life for him is having a caring and sharing family. Those are just a few that I had to share, and I had a few myself. Uh, I'm not sure if you had some yourself there. There's one more specific one, if you don't mind, that I just mentioned there. And this is Sharon. This is a lady who just recently married. And she was going through the booklet just before she got married with her husband-to-be. And, of course, part of, the, part of, the, um, of what's written down is, were they willing to accept the children that God may send them? And I heard that. Were they willing to accept the children that God may send them? And sometimes we, 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 we forget this. We think they're our children. God sends children into families. And in their case, they said, but look, the beautiful thing about this is, is that maybe God might provide children in our family in various ways. It might be through fostering, it might through, be through adoption and so on and so forth. But however they come, we trust that it's another beautiful word that, that they trust in. They're trusting that these children will come into their family who need love, and instruction, and so on and so forth. <coughs> Shane, I, I, I might just let you in there if you've got one or two thoughts yourself. The, the videos,
7: I suppose, this week and last week, it's just an introduction, I suppose, to the different ideas and understandings that people have of family. And it revolves around that the first sections of Amoris Latitia, which is the the papal's uh, apostolic exhortation that forms the background document to the World Meeting of Families, and in it, Pope Francis explores, you know, the modern reality of what families are and what our understanding of families. You know, as as Archbishop jerome Martin has said a couple of times, you know, the you know the families don't come down like the Holy Family direct from heaven. You know, they they come in many shapes and sizes and forms. And, um, and, and you know, even if you think about it, there's, while, you know, if you look at it, the church holds up the Holy Family as an example, but if you think about the realities of it, Mary was an unwed, pregnant mother, that eventually Joseph, you know, he took her in, he married her, but, you know, it's, there's nothing, it's, it's, family life is messy and dysfunctional at times, but it's also kind of the foundational block of us as, as a society, uh, not the individual, but rather the family, and... That's the one thing about these, these introductory talks from the Amoris program. I just And as we said on last week's program, you know, it's available online. It's amoris.ie, A-M-O-R-I-S. And what's, on, what's there is you have um, the, the six sessions. There's a PDF, a document which you can download and work through yourself. And there's also the videos which you can listen to and watch, you know, if you weren't able to participate in the parish conversations. And that's the one thing I suppose that we kind of just to encourage people that, you know, the whole thing with the World Meeting of Families and one of the reasons we're broadcasting these little talks is just to encourage people to think and engage with us. It. It's not just the papal event. In fact, you know, it could just as easily have been the World Meeting of Families without Pope Francis. Yeah, yeah. And the key for us there is being able to have that preparatory <clears throat> to- idea to explore and understand what it is that the church teaches about family and the role of family and the importance of family. Because we live in a world and a society which very much degenerates that presentation of life and uh, ridicules it to a certain extent. Um, you know, We've just been told again that potentially we could have another referendum next year on the definition of family in the Irish Constitution again. You know, It's kind of a case of, well, you know, where, where, what, what, so it's a very relevant discussion for us to have and to understand and to, but to be able to have that discussion. As Catholics, we need to understand, well, what does it mean to say that, you know, or what, what is the understanding from a church position of what is family and what does family mean? So that's just, um, just in terms of engaging with the program. If, you know, I would say to people, you know, even if you're not going to double for the Congress, even if you're not going to any of the papal events, being able to have that conversation to be able to discuss it you yeah. know, is, is something to consider yeah. and the thing about it, the other side of it is, is it doesn 't have to stop with the world meeting of families no. if people <clears throat> wanted to engage with the program even after Congress in yeah. august uh, i 'm sure there are ways and means the parishes could facilitate that yep. if there was groups of like minded people that wanted to get involved I agree with that. And, you know it 's not just something that 's once off and that 's the whole thing with the, with the congress it 's not a once off event it 's something which is supposed to be able to kind of be a springboard into greater things for us uh, in the Irish
0: Church. Thanks for that, Shane. Now, just before we go for the for the second piece of music, um, I just want people just to remember what uh, a person called Gemma said. And Gemma might be somebody like a lot of us who were listening to the programme this morning. Um, she's widowed. She's got a number of grown-up children who mightn't be going to Mass every day and mightn't be receiving Holy Communion every day. But she said... As part of her vision, she said, she hopes that with the example of her own faith, so important, the example of her own faith, and sometimes she might share with the family a story or a little bit of a homily, but not preaching to them, just giving them an idea, that somewhere down the the road they will learn and get to know the God that she knows. What a beautiful, that, that, that they will get to know the God that she knows and the presence that she knows and the spirit that she has in her life. And it doesn't really matter, she says, how long it takes. Because what she says, she's very honest, she says, and like us all, it took her a long time to get there. And it, t- it takes all of us a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. But she said, that doesn't matter. God willing, all these things will come to pass. What a beautiful prayer, and I think a beautiful encouragement for those of us. We sometimes get concerned when our children no longer practice the faith as we do. And then, of course, the final piece was by a bishop, it's the auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of, of Los Angeles. And he says right at the end, he says, but maybe the path to do life in the family is to find Jesus in your life. Get close to him, renew your love for him, and let him into your life. So that uh, about brings us to, to, to the end of this little reflection this morning. So now we'll go for a second piece of music. And this one is part of that. It's part of the, the conversations, the parish conversations. And this one is, in, is about a five-minute... Um, there's a bit of music, but there's also a few little reflections on it. And this one is entitled, What is Love? Let's hear it just to finish off this section.
7: that's really a hard
2: question, what is love? Because you know it when you feel it, when you experience love, you know it. But to define it almost seems to limit it. And so when I think of love, I think of, of just no limits.
4: Love is seeking to walk in the other's shoes because I've been there too. So love is much bigger for me now than it ever was.
7: My understanding of love would be a bond between people, uh, like an unbreakable chain, say, connecting people together to show that we are a family, we care about each other, we've got each other's backs, like
0: uh, we're in it till the end, all of us. Love is something that we derive meaning from, and gives us meaning in our lives in a complete two-way scenario. It can be another person, it can be an object, it can be a mission, it can be a vocation, but as long as there is love there in two ways, it works. That's love, it's a complete giving, two ways between you and whatever that is.
5: Sometimes love can be difficult and sometimes it can be an effort to love people I don't find very lovable. Or maybe if I don't like them, but I do still try and love them even if I don't always succeed.
2: Love is the art of making sacrifices. I love my mum. I love I wouldn't anymore. i take more. There'd be very few people that I'd be prepared to die for. And the only, one really, the only ones that I would really die for is for my family. Love is an experience that allows me to be touched by other people.
5: Love too is, is the physical thing of, of touch as well, of being able to embrace. Love is like a river that flows between us through the good times and the bad. There's a lot of days that aren't that easy, and love doesn't look so pretty, but it's still there. It holds us together. It's heart to heart. It's that feeling that when you hold that baby or you hold your husband or you hold your sister in your arms, it just flows between us and keeps us all together.
2: In unsuspecting places, in tired one-eyed I faces, I found love. So near and yet so far. I found hope when it was least expected. Well.